to Sweeter the Juice. You're here with your host, Kenyatta and Erica, and we are so excited today. We're excited to have our special guest with us, Lady Disciple. She is a business owner, a ministry founder, a pastor. She's a wife and a mom to three wonderful adult children. Help us welcome Lady Disciple. Yay! Thank you, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Yes, thank you for joining us. We are just excited to get into our topic with you today. We're not going to go through our usual kind of interview questions. We just want to jump right in and just discuss some of the things that are on our hearts and I'm sure some of the listeners' hearts too. Today, we're going to have a discussion about how to get past like grief um, when you're dealing with what you feel like is injustice or things that getting a better, we're going to get a better handle on what that, what does justice look like? So let's talk about how would you help someone reconcile hurt and anger when they feel like justice isn't being served? Some people may be feeling that. I've personally felt it with the verdict regarding Breonna Taylor. How are we talking about how to reconcile those hurt feelings and anger with others. Lady Disciple, what are you, or have you had conversations like that? And, and what are you saying? I've had so many conversations, especially when the verdict and everything was um, read. And just besides that, dealing with even like with COVID, and I'm just comparing a lot of different things, just life period. Mm-hmm. And my advice that I can give to the people is that when something like this happens, because I was even, I felt some type of way. I felt some type of way. And the first thing I did was, of course, I had to pray because I I don't want people to think that I'm trying to brush any of this underneath the rug because it was so hurtful. But the only thing that I can give the people is that when something like this comes and justice is not served and there's such an outpour of hurt and just disappointment. We have two choices. Either we have to find something positive in it, or we're gonna continue to let the hurt continuously build up in us till it's gonna make us feel some type of way, then we start reacting. And what I by finding something positive in it, the first thing I asked myself is I said, what would Jesus do? Here I go. (laughs) Here I go, right? Because that's the first thing that came to my mind. And I said, God, through this, even though the justice was not served, how can we make it better? And how we can make it better is we become better human beings and we take this up to do something. I'm telling people, okay, well, this is your chance to maybe start a foundation. This is your chance to go out into the community and serve. This is your chance to do something great, to benefit that we can have some type of peace with this. We'll never be right with this. It's all the way wrong, but we got to find a way to make it right. For me, I was reaching out to children and talking to them about different things and, and having, I did like a prayer group after it was over for us to release our feelings and maybe for women to start encouraging women to reach out to parents or just to reach out to find something to do positive in honor of her name. We have because if we keep looking at the injustice part of it it makes you angry it makes you feel some type of way and that's not going to help so i'm just asking that the people what can you do in honor of her name start a committee start a group start an organization 
do something, go volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club, start a founder, you know, reach out to her family, but focus on something more positive, even though it was all wrong. And yes, the people are crying out, but we gotta do something positive to come away from from the hurt of this. We have to, we gotta be positive. Because it feels like a gut punch. It feels like something that can repeatedly continues to happen. It, it is it is very frustrating. And I was trying to think, you know, even through this when you and I were talking about it the other day, Sissy, I was so angry. I was trying to figure out like, Lord, I, I was like, okay, I got to talk. First, I got to talk to God. I got to say, God, I am mad about this. Yeah. I am upset about this. That was the first conversation I had to have. Like, I am really mad about this. You're going to have to help me through this and help me be okay with hoping for the future that things will be better. And I, you know, I think about justice in so many different ways because I know legally the definition of what justice means, that that level of fairness, justification, an act was okay under the law if it was considered justified. I don't agree with it. So that's the hurt for me when I don't agree with it. Right. For the most part, I'm going to tell you where it impacted a lot is when the younger generation, even with the babies at the, well, I call them babies, but the older ones at my daycare, it was a lot of conversation on the school bus and them coming in the daycare, you know, and them not understanding. And this came from all races, not just black children, but white children. Had, they have questions and talking about what has happened and how I was able to deal with even children within the church of the youth ministry was I gave them scripture. I did. I gave them scripture. We read, we did the Lord's prayer. We did different things, but then we took that to make it a conversation and having a group conversation and talking about things and trying to stay positive with it and just encouraging them for one to come away from social media. I told everybody, let's do a fast from social media because I am telling you as a pastor, as a sniper for Christ, as lady disciple, there are things in the spirit realm that I have to, I, I gotta have my mind clear. My position is to pray. That's what I know to do as the weapon of warfare. And I challenge the students to come away from social media because Twitter was blowing up you know, the retweets, the comments. And I said, put your phone down for 48 hours and get like into with, the- Were you saying like being like with negative stuff or negative comments? Because they were angry. Yeah. So, so the people that were for the justice and wanted the justice done and wanted things done the right way, the younger crowd who was mm-hmm. for Breonna Taylor, what happened was they got caught up in mess on Twitter by having a war with racism and different things. And I said, so how are we helping the situation if you're on Twitter battling with somebody that's a racist? Don't do it. Yeah. I want to have the last say in this. So I challenged the younger generation, even my children. I said, put your phone down and, and, and not entertain it, but get into the word of God and let's ask God, how can we do better? By us retweeting and getting on Facebook, people making posts, that's not helping. So I'm telling everybody to try to, I have to stay off of it. I'm gonna be honest with you. When the verdict and all that was read, I did not get on. I only knew what was brought to me 
I only got on, I give myself a certain amount of time with um, everything that's going on with the world. I give myself a few minutes and that is the God's honest truth on social media and I get off. Because for me to be in the position that I'm in as a prayer warrior, I cannot have that stuff entertaining in my spirit. So I challenged a lot of people to put their phones down and start praying for the family and even pray for the police officers. Absolutely. Because that's how you choke the enemy. I got one for you, devil. We won't even pray for the police officers because God's going to have the last say in this. So I did. That was one of the things we did. And there were so many people who said, I slept better. I felt better. Although I'm still hurting by me not entertaining, you know, the comments on Snap and Twitter and Facebook. I felt better. So sometimes we got to step away from the world and get into the spiritual realm. That That's... That's my advice. It sounds like you were encouraging them to organize in a way that can be useful moving forward versus arguing, like you said. I know it was hard not to, though. And I had to, when the verdict was read, I, I watched it live stream and I saw people making comments, but I couldn't read any of them because I knew. <laughs> and, and I did. I got caught up in it for about 20 minutes. And I had to, like you said, Lady Disciple, I said, you know what? This is, this is, this can't go anywhere because I'm just getting angrier and angrier. And I, I, I went on and I hopped off and I think I called, I called you sissy. I yeah. called you and we talked. I was really upset. I cried. I cried like she was a member of my own family. I couldn't believe that with all the evidence that was given, I could not believe that not one single officer was held accountable for her murder. And it, it, it broke my heart. But she was a good girl. She was in school. She had a career. You know, she did not, nobody deserves to be gunned down in their home, you know. Absolutely. Nobody deserves that. But this is a woman who was on the right track. And it's just so unclear. I don't like when I hear like we don't have to be this, these super virtuous people not no. either. like right. I, I because she could have been she you know a foul life but she still didn't deserve it she right deserve and it. so we yeah, don't, don't deserve have that. to be super virtuous I think right. that goes into the narrative sometimes and that bothers me you know one of the arguments one of the the young ladies that she was a young teenager were saying how um, is someone that was, a, he was white or I guess, and he was a racist and he wanted to bring up bad things of her life. And I told her, I said, but why are you arguing with somebody that you don't know that didn't know her? What I know being in ministry, we cannot react off of our emotions. We mm -hmm. cannot. And that is one thing. And I promise you, everybody says, you know, how do you do this? I said, because God put me in so many situations before me being a pastor. You know, I, my father, how he died, justice was not served, but you, I, I, I forgave, I forgave. And there's some in my family who won't, but I did because I wanted peace. And it's, it's allowed me to pray for people in prison and in the jail system who killed somebody, but I, they have a soul and I can pray for them. And, and lead them to Christ because this is what we're supposed to do. I, I can't react. I didn't want it. I didn't hear the verdict. The verdict was sent to me. I didn't watch it. 
because we cannot act out of our emotions. So my suggestions to the people is, is to pray about it. Think first, because remember, she has a family. And I'm like, what are we doing and solving by being angry? Nothing. It hurts. But I can tell you this, that everybody that played a part in it, Judgment Day, that is between them and God. And what he has in store for mm -hmm. them is so much worse than what we can do. That is why he's merciful. He has mercy and grace. And I pray, I pray that they know who God is. I, I get that. But it's it's hard. You have to check it. Like I said, I was very hurt and um, very angry because I, I listened to what what was said and I felt like from a legal justice justification standpoint that that bothered me but the fact that we'll never know like we'll never get that opportunity also bothered me to see what would happen with witnesses but I wanted us to just kind of talk about from that standpoint what is what does justice look like to us what do we see justice as because I think that's what it really comes down to and I hear you saying Justice is however God decides to handle the you know our acts. We all have to you know give an account and and however He decides to handle it, that that's one thing. What does justice look like if you had to answer that? That that you know, was there justice done? Absolutely not. But to me, justice is when we can turn it around for God's glory. And I hear it all the time, Kenyatta, when they tell me. You're always so spiritual. You always come back with a quote, like from the Bible or your a scripture. And I said, well, what else am I supposed to do? Because I believe God. And I believe that through this, that justice is gonna be how we act because the world is expecting, there are some people who are really expecting and in, in, in for them to tear up, um, you know, the, the city. And But what's gonna happen is that there's gonna be young, black women, young white women in the honor of her name who is going to go forth, who's going to go to law school, who's going to be great because they're going to remember this story. That's justice. Justice is when we turn it around for his glory. Roman 8, Roman 8, 28. When we turn it around, when the devil tried to make it bad, we're going to turn it around and we're going to honor her that God is going to raise up black men, black women, white people, whoever of color to join the forces who's going to be people of God and who's going to take authority of being more positive, that all these bad cops are going to be replaced with nothing but people of kingdom. I believe that there's going to be a sound made. We're not, it, it has to change. It's, it will change. I will not doubt it. And I see it. You got now young kids in my daycare saying, I'm going to be a police officer and I'm going to be better than that cop. Because it's turning around to where now the younger generation, they're being focused on how they're going to be a better adult than what the adults are today. I that That's justice to me. That is justice that her death will not be in vain. But we're going to turn around for God's glory. And, and in honor of her, there's going to be all these children of all color that's going to be awesome police officers. There is going to be a shift in this. And that is justice to me. The shift. What about yeah. you, Lucy? What do you see? What does justice look like? So I think first, I think it has to be some action on our part and people who are supportive of the black community, people who really want to see us uh, have 
the same justices as everyone else, I think that it's going to take really kind of, we need to get more political as well. I feel like we have more power than we know, but we don't know how to wield it. And I mean, and I mean, and on earth, in the earthly world, not just the spiritual world. I mean that, you know, we could be using our vote. We could be uh, doing things to back people that we know are going to do something for us. I don't think we we hold our, our you know, I don't think we do en enough as a people to really say, hey, this is what we need. This is what we want. I think that more of us who know better, you know, we got to start reaching out, teaching. There needs to be policy change. There needs to be new lawmakers. Uh, there needs to be more accountability. But that comes from, you know, that comes from policy change. So I think that if we fight to do some of these things, if we fight to get policy change, if we, I, I, I believe that we will find more justice. And I've been trying to figure out, okay, how, how do we do it? You know, I talk to my students all the time. Uh, we've had plenty of political talks, watched, we've gone on um, virtual classes together and things like that. Just kind of talking about how to get us together so we can do more. Because if we're working together, we'll, that's, we'll be much more powerful. And so that's what I think. I think it's going to take some action on our part. We're going to have to do something. Nobody is going to give us justice. We're going to have to do it, fight for it. Like you said, Lady Disciple, we pray. And then here, what do we do here? Okay, faith without works is dead. What, 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 what is the works we need to be doing? So I, I think we need to be working harder and praying more and making things happen. But I do think we can be further and get more. I do. I, I think I, I'm thinking along similar lines in that representation matters. I think about representation and what that looks like for me. I don't, growing up, I never knew any attorneys, especially any that look like me. And so it would have been good to see that. I, I think a lot of times we don't realize that as children, that things are available to us. And even as young adults, we don't know how to you know, that those things exist or that we can go after that. We think it's beyond our reach. So representation definitely does matter with regards to justice as well, because when the evidence was put before the grand jury, I wonder where they came from, what experiences they had. They didn't have, they don't have to be black, but they do need to have some cer certain social economics to understand that no knock warrants, that's, they're only done certain places. They don't happen in every neighborhood. That sort of realization, and I know they got rid of them for the Louisville area, but they it's the law of so many other places that they still allow this. And like I said, they, they only go down in certain neighborhoods. That's the thing, representation matters. I think we need to see, like what Lady Disciple was saying, more people that are willing to do what's right, more kingdom people in place who, who are going to look and see me, Kenyatta, and not see 
somebody that they should be afraid of or something ridiculous like that. So I want them to see me for me. I'm studying this week Genesis and how we're all made in God's image. I wonder how much people think about that part of it, that we're all made in his image and we shouldn't look at somebody that looks like Brianna or her boyfriend or whomever and assume something about him. Representation matters and, and we need to be in the right places. What are your thoughts about having these conversations moving forward? What are you, what are you going to put in? What are you going to take out? What's going to be the ingredients? I have for everyone that has asked me to do a conversation piece. And that's even like with you, you asked me, I told you, you know, I agreed to this. And I'm going to tell you where you're going to play a part in this. It's good though. Listen, with the conversation piece, this is how I now do it. I tell them, if you want me as part of a conversation piece, therefore we're going to turn around and then let's move with our feet. And they'll say, well, lady disciple, what you mean? Well, if we're going to talk about this, then after that, then let's go to the streets and let's either pray, let's feed the homeless, let's do something. We got to move with our feet. Conversation also means you move with your feet. That if we're talking about how to make the world better, how to make the situation better, then after we do a conversation piece, then let's do a coat drive. Let's do a Bible giveaway. Let us do something with the community and unity together. And you know, I'm hoping that you can come to the daycare with the older children so they can see what a black, beautiful attorney that you are so they can have hope. I want the, my children at my daycare to see people of color in great positions and, and they can be the best. I'm going to, I'm reaching out to people that are managers at McDonald's, um, different places to come for career day because the conversation has to be more. We also have to move in a positive direction. We can change things by talking, but now we got to move with our feet. So I would love for you to come to my daycare when the older kids are here over break. And, and so they can see, because they only know certain things. They don't, they don't believe that there is a, a, a black woman attorney. Like they, they don't see these things. They don't believe that it is possible that we can go out in the street and feed the homeless. Everybody's not bad because some of them say like, well, they're scary. No, that's when conversation comes, but then we show them. I just believe that after all the committees and all the talk, now we got to move with our feet. So I believe that the conversation is needed, but after the conversation, move with your feet and you go be about your father's business, Matthew 6 and 33. After the conversation, seek the kingdom. And that is going out serving the people. Even if they, honey, I've even prayed with an atheist, okay? Because I'm not gonna just talk about it, I'm gonna be about it. Whether they believe or not, I didn't care. But you're gonna receive this prayer because that is what we are to do. We are to let our light shine. But I believe that sometimes we get up and talking so much. I was like, if y'all invite me to one more meeting, we didn't have 52 meetings. When we gonna move with our feet? When we gonna come together? And you know, so I'm, I, I just, that's all I'm asking. The conversation topic and how to do the, how to make our community better, how to make the world better. That is great. But now what you gonna do? You gonna move with your feet? I choose to move with my feet. Uh, I think for me, Sissy, I, um, one of the things that I've been thinking about really heavily over the last few years is how impactful bl the black dollar is. So I've 
you know, one of the things I've really been trying to do on, do, do the last, like maybe two years, I've been trying to buy black and I've been trying to encourage people to buy black. And that's not to say that, not to support anybody else, but I feel like one of the things that we do, we do more than probably a lot of people, we spend money and you know, the, I just, I believe that the black dollar, if we really used it and said, hey, listen, we're not supporting this anymore. We no longer support you because you don't support us. You know, I think we could we could do something. So that's one of the things that I, I really have been talking to people about, even sharing websites. I got a couple of websites that I kind of go to if I'm looking for uh, uh, ways to shop black. It's that's, kind of like when they do like small business Saturdays. It's like small black businesses. Right. And so that that's one of my things. And then like like you were saying, with the pol- representation, if you're not already doing something in the black community, if you're not if you don't have something on the books like, hey, I'm doing this, this is what I've been doing. You can't show me something, then you can't get my vote. You know, and I'm not voting for you. And uh, I'm not going to vote for you, and I'm not uh, I'm not supporting you, and I'm going to go out and find me somebody who is trying to do something, who's already doing something. I think we need to try to lift people up who, like you, like you all said, they're already a men and women of God, and they're already trying to do things to build our community. If, if they can't do that, then I, don't, I can't support you, and I can't support any business that thinks it's okay that Breonna Taylor got murdered. If, if, you, if you don't have time, if you're not outraged by it, I can't support you because we're we not the same type of people, you know? So I just think we have to hold everybody more accountable. It, you know, everybody is accountable. And when we spend, we spend like we spend, we should spend with people who care about us, you know? So that that's my talk, that, that, that's how I move forward. It is, it's a call to action. It's a call to action. It's a call to action. And, and that, that is what I'm hearing from all of us from, from different perspectives. It's just, it's a call to action. We can no longer just be angry about it. We can't just talk to, you know, our people, our, our, our family, our friends about it anymore. We all, if you're, if you're moved by this at all, it's a call to action. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's that's just really where i'm at in it any final words i just hope and pray that that they will find justice for them and what i mean by that not what the verdict was and what the police officers got they did not get off because i'm telling you god has a way and we just got to get out of it but i pray that i am encouraging everybody just to to reach out if you know of anybody that is in need or you know to pray with somebody or just be kind with somebody like on Thanksgiving we write cards to mothers that have lost children like it's and it's hitting close cuz my you know my sister in Christ just lost her daughter and I so I told God I'm I'm even going to write extra this holiday season reach out as the seasons are coming up of the holidays you know her family think about her family you know there's Facebook. If you want to get on social media and send an encouraging word, but that, not just pray about it and have conversation about it, but also be about it. So I just want people to pray forward with their feet and for us to love one another. And even through the storms of our lives, we don't understand. I just want us to still trust God. Even me, I got to trust God. 
It's not easy and I still struggle with some things, but in the, in the end, I believe God. And I just thank you for just having me on here and express it. And I can't wait for my babies at my daycare to see you so that they know that it is available, that they can do and be great. So thank you. Thank you. Since we got about a minute left, I was wondering if you would give us a little bit of prayer of encouragement. Just Lord, we thank you, God. We just pray, God, that everybody just will seek you, God, seek you, God, and talk to you. And as we move with our feet, God, we will make this a better place. We do speak life over every situation that has looked like it's been canceled out. But God, through Brianna Taylor and everyone else, God, that has been served in injustice, we will live, God, in your name, and we will we will, we will have the victory. You shall have the victory and lift every heavy heart in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sweetie the Juice.